Merkel has been a central figure in European politics in her 16 years as Chancellor of Germany. How did a pastor's daughter turn physicist from East Germany rise to lead one of the world's foremost democracies? Famous for avoiding media attention and speaking about her personal life, Merkel doesn't exactly make that an easy question to answer. With acclaim and criticism alike coming from around the world, how will she be remembered? Fortunately, this exceptional woman has been matched by an exceptional biographer. Good evening and welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. I'm Liz Brailsford, President and CEO of the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. Our program today, tonight, features Kati Martin, author of The Chancellor, The Remarkable Odyssey of Angela Merkel. Joining us to moderate this discussion is Amanda Schnetzer, founder of a tech startup in the mental health space called First Then. You can purchase your copy of The Chancellor at Interabang Books, our local bookstore partner. This would make a wonderful holiday gift. So get your copies today at interabangbooks.com. And don't forget, as we approach the holiday season, that a council membership makes a fabulous gift as well. You can visit our website at dfwworld.org for more information on that. Joining us tonight to moderate is Amanda Schnetzer. Amanda has 20 years of experience in international affairs and public policy. She was a researcher and program director at the American Enterprise Institute in DC, then became senior fellow and director of studies at the Freedom House in New York City, and later served as president of the Dallas Committee on Foreign Relations. She also worked at George W. Bush Presidential Center, founding and directing the Bush Institute's Human Freedom Initiative, and as COO of Point Bello, a global markets intelligence consultancy. Amanda is a graduate of Georgetown in DC and Southern Methodist University and is a life member of the Council on Foreign Relations. I know with the two of these remarkable women, we are in for an excellent conversation with that. Take it away, Amanda. Thank you both very much for being with us tonight. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Kati. It's great to be with the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. Always, the staff works incredibly hard behind the scenes to make these programs possible, and they've done it against sometimes impossible odds under conditions of COVID-19. So I really thank them all and wish them well. Well, so Kati Martin, let me do a brief introduction and then we'll, we'll dive in. Our guest and distinguished author tonight is Kadi Martin, um, highly acclaimed author, biographer, former NPR and ABC News correspondent. She was born in Budapest and has pursued profession in journalism, but also in human rights. She previously served as the chair of the Committee to Protect Journalists, a wonderful organization that serves the rights of journalists around the world. And she won the George Foster Peabody Award for Human Rights Activism and Journalism. Her book, Enemies of the People, My Family's Journey to America, was a finalist selection in the National Book Critics Circle Awards. And tonight, we are here to talk about another remarkable 
book and the latest of hers, The Chancellor, The Remarkable Odyssey of Angela Merkel. Kati Martin, welcome virtually at least to Dallas. We hope you'll come in person soon. <laughs> thank you, Amanda. I'm, I'm thrilled to be there. And thank you, Liz, uh, as well. Um, I, I would prefer to be there in person, call me old fashioned, but uh, I still like in-person events better than, but thank you for having me. And, and uh, well, we have a, a great deal to talk about um, because uh, Merkel uh, is, is indeed a far more interesting person than she would like us to believe. Well, I would like to begin on what may sound like a strange topic, but it is an interesting one, I think, in the context of this book, and that is about footnotes. This book has some of the most fascinating footnotes <laughs> I have ever read, and it really? is because you have offered um, personal anecdotes and stories to connect your own family's history, um, particularly your own family's history of life under communist rule and journey out of communist rule to the story of, of Angela Merkel's um, life and rise. Could you talk a little bit about those dots that you connect in the these fascinating footnotes and why um, your own family's history may have inspired you to, to take on this, this enormous task of the biography of Angela Merkel. You know, uh, that's so interesting. This book uh, has, has uh, been out now for, for two weeks and, and I've had um, an intense uh, series of, of interviews because everybody's interested in this very mysterious, enigmatic, most, most private public person in the world. But you're the first to ask me about those footnotes. So thank you. I, I was trying to be very low key about my, my uh, personal involvement in, in this story because, because of course she's the main event and, and, and she deserves um, a full biography. Um, but um, I, I guess if I had an advantage in, in uh, being her biographer, it's that um, I had a childhood which was not that different from hers. I, I grew up um, in Soviet-occupied Hungary. I was the child of political prisoners. My mother and father were uh, imprisoned when I was um, six years old um, for um, charged with espionage uh, for, the, for the crime of being good reporters. Um, they were, that, that's the origin of my involvement with the Committee to Protect Journalists many years later uh, because um, I, I, I care deeply about press freedom. Um, you know, having experienced my own parents' arrest. So I know that, um, that Chancellor Merkel read my, uh, my autobiography, um, the story of, of my parents' enemies of the people, uh, as they were called by the, the Soviet regime. Um, and, and so she was maybe a little bit less um, uh, less, less uh, adverse to my project than, than to others. She didn't treat me quite the same way as she would have, let's say, an, um, uh, another American author, which is what mm -hmm. I am. Uh, nevertheless, um, <laughs> she is, she is a part of her, her, her secret of, of 16 years longevity. I mean, remarkable. Think about that longer than than uh, FDR, who, who served for 12 years, and we consider that uh, to be um, incredibly uh, long in power, 16 years, and she leaves office now with a 80% approval rating and, and the, um, 
the, the respect of the world, really, uh, a recent Pew uh, survey um, found her to be the most admired leader in the world. So, so no lame duck is she, um, mm -hmm. and, and which is quite remarkable um, given, given how short people's attention spans are these days. So I think part of the secret um, of, uh, of, her, uh, of, of her sustaining that, that uh, level of, of support and respect is her, the fact that she draws a line between her public and private mm -hmm. sides and keeps something to herself that, that is just hers. It's, you know, there's so many lessons um, for all of us in, in this book, in her story, um, not only for, for women, but for, for anybody who's interested in, in how to, not only how to gain power, but how to hold on to power, which is the tricky part. So not only was she elected the first woman chancellor of a country that is unique in Europe for never having had a queen, uh, but re-elected four times. So, so worth carefully studying her, mm. her, uh, her trajectory and, and her, her superpowers. To maybe tell us then, um, given, given all of that, what was it like to actually research and write this biography of a sitting head of state um and we've got a question in the chat that i'll sort of that i'll add to this which is um have you received any comments from her or her staff about the book or what and i'll add to that what was it like perhaps to interact with her or her staff in the yes. in the writing of the book yes such good questions so um <laughs> the 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 answer to your first question is extremely challenging um uh, to, to write a biography of a, um, someone who's still in office um, and, uh, and powerful and, and uh, opposed to any biography being written about her. She had an authorized biographer who, who has quit because he didn't get uh, a full uh, sit down with her. Um, so uh, challenging, but you know what? I've, I've been, I've been, uh, doing this this kind of work for well this is my 10th book and before that i was as as um as liz mentioned i was an npr and abc correspondent so i used every every skill that i ever learned as a as a journalist and and did it the old-fashioned way which is going to every place that she ever lived uh looking for anybody who still had memories of her from from her um, high school teachers or to her uh, university uh, PhD sponsor to um, uh, mentors in the in German uh, political and and in Washington as well because she had American mentors too and I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll get to that um, she had actually quite a few Republican uh, supporters um, and 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 by the way, has a very warm relationship to um, George W. Bush. Um, the chemistry between them um, was was really quite remarkable and, and quite a surprise for me in my research. So so the 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 you know dogged, old fashioned reporting and bit by bit, and I set out to capture the human story, which is 
um, which which it comes as 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 news to a lot of Germans too. I mean, I, I'm sometimes asked by by Germans, "Does the Chancellor have grandchildren?" I mean, right. can you imagine having? Because she doesn't a, have a, children, right? <laughs> well, I mean that people don't even know that about her. Yeah. She she does have um, step children and step grandchildren, mm -hmm. and and she considers them uh, her own. But she has never. Um, exploited her family um, uh, for her uh, political gain. And, and neither of her parents, nor now both deceased, um, nor her, her, uh, her two living siblings have ever given an interview about their famous sister. I mean, just think about that, that level of control and that level of, of privacy um, is unheard of in, in our social mediatic age. But I, I think it is part of the secret of, of the fact that she's not worn out because throughout her, her, um, her, 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 her political life, she's, she's lived another life. You know, she loves, she loves music, she loves to cook. She's not, not a great cook, according to many people who've sampled her, her potato soup, but she loves to cook and, and you know, loves to um, have people over to her, to her little house. It's, it's really a modest uh, little um, cottage that she retreats mm -hmm. to. By the way, no politician ever gets invited to her house. She prefers the company of creative people. Mm -hmm. um, musicians, uh, filmmakers, um, playwrights, um, actors, um, she, uh, opera stars. She, uh, she, has, she has her own, that, that, that too is part of her, the, the private chancellor. And, and I, I spent quite a bit of time interviewing those people who, um, who were not as intimidated by her, uh, her no, um, uh, her her no 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 interviews with with anyone rule, uh, which applies to um, most German politicians. I mean, she she has cut people off for disclosing um, a, a two line um, email. Thanks mm -hmm. for the suggestion. I, I cite that um, one former um, uh, member of her circle once released a memo that uh, released an email from from the chancellor saying thanks for this suggestion am he was never heard from again <laughs> so um so it was it was uh it was a tricky business uh capturing the 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 private Merkel but um Dallas Baptist University is a global Christ-centered institution whose students are making an impact in business, law, medicine, education, public service, and the list goes on. DBU is honored to sponsor the Global IQ podcast and to offer a significant scholarship for World Affairs Council members towards a master's in international studies. For further information about this scholarship or about DBU in general, email Lee Bratcher, at leeb at dbu.edu. Well, you be you've read the book. Yeah. <laughs> I have, and I mean, I given given what you just said, it's actually quite remarkable the level of detail and almost warmth you're able to bring to her story. And I would love to pursue some of what I've decided to call kind of Angela Merkel's 
personas. Um, one of those is daughter. And if we could talk a little bit about her life growing up in East Germany, yes. um, about her parents, and particularly the influence that her father had on her life, um, and to what extent that sort of has shaped her, her worldview. Absolutely. So um, she was uh, raised in, in East Germany, uh, which had the, the harshest uh, regime in the, in the Soviet bloc. There were there were more informants per capita in East during the the um, Soviet era um, than than during the Third Reich. So during the Gestapo era. So she grew up um, in in uh, full knowledge that that the people around her could not be trusted, and and that lack of trust has really impacted on on uh, her governing style too. She um, has, has uh, she learned early to keep her own counsel. And this too has helped her in, in her political life. Um, but along with, with, uh, with, with that um, uh, sense of insecurity in, in, in a, a police state, which was her, 30, her first 35 years were spent in the, in the so-called Stasi state of East Germany, she was also the child of a Lutheran pastor who, from whom she Im imbibed this deep sense of responsibility and the need to help those less fortunate than herself. In, in, the, in the vicarage in which she grew up in the um, Brandenburg province of East, of East Germany, um, there were um, a lot of handicapped um, children and adults and for her, that was completely normal to in, she, she didn't see anything extraordinary about um, sharing her birthday parties with, with handicapped kids. I once um, attended a, uh, uh, a church event. She feels very at home in, in churches because that was her, her childhood as, as the pastor's daughter. And, uh, and for once I really caught uh, uh, the unguarded uh, Angela Merkel um, in, 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 full, in, in, in full flight. She, she um, was interacting uh, with handicapped people at this, at this uh, church event and um, completely natural, completely at ease, uh, you know, sampling canapes prepared by, by them. And um, she, she has a, um, a deep sense of responsibility, which really came through, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get to this, but the origins are in her childhood as the pastor's uh, daughter. Um, during the refugee crisis, when uh, I, it was during the, the 2015 refugee crisis, when she allowed 1 million, mostly Middle Eastern, um, uh, refugees fleeing, fleeing the never-ending wars of, of uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, and, and Syria um, yeah. to, um, to enter Germany. And, and, um, and by the way, they have mostly been um, assimilated and, and have uh, the, the, the entire refugee story um, is a back burner issue for Germany. So she, she has provided the world a template for how to uh, cope with the single biggest humanitarian crisis of our time, and, and it's not going away, 
which is the migration crisis. So anyway, mm. we'll, I fast forwarded that to, to 2015 oh. because it was, it was really 2015 that made me want to write this book because until then, like most people, I thought, mm, you know, a rather dull figure. Um, and then, then observing what she was doing and, and managing and getting away with at a time when, when most European countries uh, were throwing up uh, walls and unschooling uh, barbed wire to keep them out, uh, I thought, wow, who is this person and, and uh, what's her story? And that's really when I started working on it. And I, you know, I'm a refugee myself. I, uh, I, I was a little kid when, when my parents uh, dragged me across the Austro-Hungarian uh, frontier. But, um, but, you know, like Merkel, who also considers herself a refugee because although she didn't leave her country of East Germany, the country collapsed under her. And therefore all that was familiar to her um, was gone and and that's a definition of a of a refugee. So I so you can see I identified on many levels with her with her uh, saga as she identifies with uh, with refugees. Hmm. Fascinating. Um, in in nineteen you write that in nineteen eighty one as a budding physicist Angela Merkel made a trip to Poland and may have, and at that time was introduced to the solidarity movement. Um, can you talk a little bit about that experience and to what extent do you think that sort of served as a spark or the spark for her, her interest in, in politics and the yeah. ultimate transition she yeah. made from academia and research to, to politics? Well, first of all, this, this is a delightful picture which shows her with her uh, future husband, um, uh, uh, who, who is also a, a, a scientist. And, and it shows the young Angela um, as, as this completely natural, almost androgynous um, young woman who um, was completely unselfconscious and, and, um, and irresistible to, to people who were in her orbit because she was so smart. She, mm -hmm. people, people never got over her, her brilliance. I interviewed um, uh, her professors who, who said that she was always the best in, in every class and could have chosen any field. She chose science because science was a relatively safe place for her to park her, her superior uh, intellect during um, the the um, the Stasi during the secret police regime, uh, because science is is hard to uh, manipulate and 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 mm. distort. But throughout that her career as a physicist, which came to an end when the wall came down uh, in 1989, um, which gave her 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 start um, her second life, um, she'd always been interested in, in politics. It was just that there was no opportunity for her. And so she was very inspired by what was going on in Poland under Lech Walesa, the Solidarność uh, movement. And she was inspired by Gorbachev and, and mm -hmm. um, just waiting, waiting for the, for the 
um, incredibly corrupt East German state to to collapse, which it which it ultimately did. And um, she's a very cautious person, famously so. But she has throughout her career, when she when something opens up, she seizes the moment and and goes for it. So once the wall came down in 1989, uh, she was um, uh, kind of walking around her, her East Berlin neighborhood and there were all these political startups. You know, there was so much excitement and opportunity in the air because the old, the, the old regime was, was fast disappearing. And she walked into this political startup called Democratic Awakening and she, uh, she liked the name. And uh, she, she noticed that there were some crates in the corner that had been unopened. And um, she rolled up her sleeves and opened the crates and they were computers, gift of you know, some Western donor. And no one else um, in that startup had a clue about computers or how to assemble them. Well, Merkel did, because she was a scientist. So she put them together and that was her entry into political life. The next day she came back and they offered her a seat at the table. And then she became um, spokesperson uh, for, uh, for the party. And um, eventually, um, and not, not too far in the distance, she, she was brought to the attention of the titanic figure of German unification, mm -hmm. Chancellor Helmut Kohl, who was, uh, a gigantic figure in every way possible, including physically, um, who um, spotted her and um, made her a um, the youngest minister um, in his cabinet, minister for youth and women, um, because he needed a woman uh, in an all male cabinet and he needed someone from the east. And she was not particularly interested in either women or children, but she bided her time as she always does. She knows how to wait things out. And, uh, and her next post was already a far more uh, consequential one as, as Minister for Environment. Mm -hmm. And that was something where she really, she really came, came into her own and got to know um, a, there she is, got to know um, a lot of um, Western leaders who, who later, uh, for example, Henry Kissinger, who became a, a mentor, a uh, friend and a mentor um, to this day, and, um, and Hank Paulson, um, and um, um, Helmut Kohl, like so many powerful men, totally underestimated her. Which, which is one of her power moves is, is to have people underestimate her. It's fine with her if you underestimate her because that's how she gains power. Mm -hmm. um, so he underestimated her and uh, to his peril because when he was caught in a, um, in a kickback scandal um, because he was such an enormously uh, influential figure, no one else in, in his party, the Christian Democratic Party, had the courage to tell him that for the sake of his party and for the sake of the country, he had to exit the mm -hmm. stage now. Mm -hmm. Merkel did, and she did it in, in, uh, in 
almost ruthlessly. She wrote an, um, an op-ed in, in a newspaper that every German reads saying it's time to go. Mr. Chancellor, it's time to go and ended her mentor's career. Mm -hmm. um, some people might call that rather a brutal uh, act for, for a protege, um, but she demonstrated that she knew how to wield power and uh, she demonstrated that she was unsentimental and cleared the way for, um, for her, her, her eventual entry in, in, into the chancellery. And um, Cole was not the last powerful man to, uh, to underestimate her. Um, and and it's, it's, you know, again, one of the lessons um, from this book is that it's remarkable how much you can get done if you don't take credit for what you're doing, if you let mm -hmm. others take credit for it. And that, that, that has, has been um, the theme of her, of her career as she, in the last 16 years, has more or less transformed German society, made it more open, more tolerant, um, and, um, and, and, and made it a, um, a, 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 a multicultural, um, society and and made it uh, made for example um, uh, marriage equality the law of the land um, and uh, and opened up space for for women without without ever giving a speech about that she just partly by power of her example and by and the fact that that she surrounds herself uh, with other powerful women she likes the company of women. I, I, I have to say that, that as a woman writing about her, I felt that I had a slight advantage in that regard to, uh, I mean, you just feel it when, when another woman, uh, yeah. you know, gives you that, that, that sense of, um, I, I don't know, some uh, sympathy and compassion. That we're, we're all, ultimately, we're all sisters here. It's a it's a good it's a good feeling, but she's but she is um, a master at um, at at wielding power, which of course became essential uh, for for the West during during her her turbulent uh, decade decade and a half. I mean, the the crises just never stopped. Well, maybe as a backdrop to those crises, which I do want to, to get into, um, there's so many kind of yes. defining moments you could call it, but I'd love to read a, just a very short passage from the book. For those of you in the audience, if you've got your book, it's page 77 um, on the, and this is about what you call her set of core values that she brought to, to office. I think it's an, an enormously important passage as sort of a backdrop to her as a, as a leader. Um, so I quote, rather than a program or specific policies, Miracle brought a set of core values to the office, her deep but private faith, an unshakable creed of duty and service, a belief in Germany's permanent debt to Jews for what she has always referred to as the Shoah, her scientist's devotion to precise evidence-based decision-making and a visceral loathing of dictators who imprison their own people. I think that's quite a powerful paragraph. Could you talk about that a bit and, and how that in a sense sort of frames her um, approach yes. to leadership? Yes, that is powerful. Did I write that? <laughs> yes, you did. 
I like that. I, I've never had anybody else read it uh, to me. Thank you, Amanda. Um, yeah, so, so um, those, she's not a programmatic, she's not an I, I, ideological person. She's, she, she is the, the opposite of an ideologue. She is um, a deal maker. Um, she likes to uh, find common common ground. She she uh, even even um, an inch of common ground is for her worth staying at the table for fifteen hours, as she has as she has done in a stretch with Putin, um, for example, when when he invaded Ukraine, and um, uh, you know the the the, the first cross-border invasion since the Second World War, if you discount the Balkan Wars, which were more internal, um, Putin uh, sent his, his military into, into a foreign country. And, uh, and without Merkel, he would have kept going. Um, Obama, who was, um, uh, couldn't stand Putin and said, I can't deal with somebody who's constantly lying to me. Well, Putin was lying to her too, but she had, the understanding of, of what Putin was all about because Putin and Merkel are products of the same system, except they came out uh, with different conclusions. For Putin, the greatest catastrophe Very of the different. century was, was the collapse of the Soviet Union. For Merkel, uh, there, there, there they are, the two of them. He never stops trying to shake her, her, her um, equanimity, her balance. Uh, so at their, at, at, at their first meeting, because as you know, he's a, he's a, a, a former KGB operative and, um, and, and he, he knows every trick in the book, but she knows every trick that he's onto. So, so he, he gave her the KGB staring contest and she did not blink. And then uh, another time he unleashed his, uh, his large black Labrador uh, knowing that that um, she has a real fear of dogs, having twice been bitten, and again she just she just froze. She she did not react. Her her power move when when a when a a, a bully uh, tries to um, to shake her up is is just not to react. So same thing with 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 Trump, with whom she had four extremely frustrating and um, pretty much fruitless years because at the outset she she thought that uh, that that he was interested in making deals as a former businessman but but she, she pretty soon she she learned that he really wasn't that he was he was a showman that one of one of my um, favorite uh, pictures in in my book um, is is of, uh, of Merkel, uh, leaning into uh, uh, Trump is sitting there with his with his arms crossed. I don't know if we've got that um, if we can show that on the screen. And and Merkel is ringed by all the other male uh, leaders of the of the Western Alliance who are all standing back, and Merkel is leaning in. And and uh, there we go. Yeah, I, I love that mm -hmm. picture. Um, um, and and she and uh, that that picture really really says it. You know, she became the defender of the West um, against against Trump and against uh, Putin and and against a whole cast of of uh, authoritarians, including including Erdogan of Turkey and Xi Jinping of of China, with whom she has spent more time 
than any other Western leader. She's, she, um, since 2005, she uh, identified China as the, as, the, as the kind of looming challenge for the West. And, and she's never, never um, stopped trying to make, make, level the playing field between, between China and, and the West. But um, so, I mean, I've, I've skipped over a, a, a great deal um, because I know we have people who, who have questions, but um, she's, she, she has this unique combination of the, 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 the grounding in science, which means that she, she, she masters um, issues and facts at a, at a level that, that the, the other heads of state cannot match. She doesn't, I've, I've observed her in, in, um, in some situations where, where she's, um, she's, she's always very calm. She doesn't threaten, she doesn't use charm. She just is better prepared mm -hmm. than, than anyone else at the table. And that is uh, how she, get, uh, she gets things uh, done because, because they, you know, they, they come in full of, full of hot air and bluster and, <laughs> uh, and she, um, she's got the facts and she's unshakable. And because she spent so much time studying men because she was almost, almost always the only woman in the, in any setting, you know, be it in the in East Berlin laboratory where she worked, or uh, or as a, a head of state, um, she's always surrounded by men, and so she look at. I mean, she's always the only woman in the room. Um, so she's, but but uh, I have to say, it, this picture it really shows a genuine affection between W and 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 Merkel. Um, that was uh, one of my surprising. Uh, <laughs> surprising um, facts that my research turned up is that the is that what they had and she she considered him a an authentic uh, person and and a man of faith um, which uh, which she is uh, she's a woman of faith so so uh, you know, I had, forgive me for interrupting but um on that note I had wanted to ask you because I know that she also had a certain um, affection for George H.W. Bush, and, oh, yes. um, but I didn't know if they had ever met or spent much time together or if that, um, how well they, they may have, have known each other. Well, yeah, Amanda, for her, uh, uh, Bush the Elder was, was uh, uh, an icon. Uh, she had a picture of both uh, Reagan and, and the senior Bush in her, in her office, in the chancellery. Uh, uh, because they, she attributed the the um, the the end of the Cold War, the, the unification of Germany, to to their efforts, and thus mm -hmm. you know personally to her uh, to her uh, second chance. So she did meet both Reagan and and met uh, uh, Bush forty one in the White House. Um, there there you they go. are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Um, so. Well but with 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 the, the surprise for me was was that uh, that that w um, and she struck up a friendship whereas her relationship with with Obama 
was was complicated and it took her quite a while to to warm up to him because because he excels at something that she lacks entirely which is charisma and and uh and and rhetoric and mm -hmm. uh and she is she tends to be suspicious of people um who um who who, who gain power through through uh through charisma given germany's history um of uh coming to bad pass uh, at the hands of charismatic uh, autocrats, uh, it's understandable. And it's also understandable that the German people would be drawn to a figure such as Merkel, who is not self-involved, but is really looking at them and looking after them, not at herself. She mm -hmm. is the most um, un, um, un, unself uh, promoting politician that we've, uh, but but I don't want to give the impression um, that that she's this paragon of perfection, because this 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 is not a book that that just sends her a Valentine, because I <laughs> I do see her blind spots, um, and and they are they're outweighed by by her her her, her uh, tremendous uh, gifts, but but her blind spots. Um, are are, uh, are are also um, visible today in in the presence of uh, of the, uh, a far right party in the German uh, Parliament, the Bundestag, for the first time, the Alternative for Deutschland, which is also a product of the Merkel era, um, is is now seated in the Parliament. Um, however, um, it's not rising in the polls. Uh, on the contrary, it's 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 dropped during COVID because COVID has has not um, uh, played very well in the populists' hands because it, mm -hmm. it kind of revealed them to be, you know, without a program or competence. Whereas where someone like Merkel, with her training in science, um, has uh, has navigated COVID. With with, uh, with with far greater skill than than I think almost any any leader in in the world. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you. I mean, in addition to COVID, she has had to deal with so many different crises and events. I mean, just to name a few: um, the European financial crisis, confronting Putin's invasion of Ukraine opening Germany's borders to more than a million refugees. And the list goes on. I want to ask you, along with um, our audience member, Ray Termini, like, what do you think will be Angela Merkel's lasting achievement? Is it in her response to one of these events or crises that I named or, or something else? Well, um, I, I, it's no exaggeration to say that she has transformed her country. I alluded to that, how she's made it a much more open um, and and uh, tolerant place. Um, and I, I first went to Germany as a as a young correspondent uh, during the, during the Cold War when uh, I was I was endlessly self conscious for being a woman who was not somebody's assistant living in the capital, mm -hmm. which was then Bonn, which is where she was living. Also, now it's it's an entirely different it's a different country. And 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 she has pretty well done that, um, and and she has, I think, demonstrated um, 
put to rest permanently any doubt about a woman's capacity to lead um, through all these storms. And, um, and, and she succeeded not in spite of the fact that she's a woman, but this ego-free uh, politics that I've been describing where she doesn't take credit, where she uh, doesn't uh, re um, reply to, to uh, bombast with bombast, uh, but with patience where she, where her, her um, it's not about her, this ego-free uh, style of politics. I think, I, I plead guilty to being a feminist, I think it's it's um, it's because she's a woman, because her her I, I would like to see men emulate her style of politics. She is the she is the anti demagogue. Um, she is the voice of of moderation and let's find common ground. And this is precisely what we need in, in, uh, in our terribly fractious political environment. And I would really urge people to, to, to study uh, her example. And, uh, you know, she, she, it's true that she brings a unique um, set of skills um, to the job and, one, and, and it helps that she's brilliant. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not a handicap either. But um, but her leadership style can easily be emulated, and and by the way, it 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 leads to success and it leads to re-election because people like leaders who are competent ultimately, and who are focused on them, not on mm. on themselves. You know the the fact that. Um, that she never moved out of her rent-controlled apartment in, in uh, uh, the heart of Berlin, that she does her own grocery shopping. What head of state? I think we have a photo. We should show this photo of, yes, of we've got a, Chancellor a Merkel. Photo. This is at the beginning of COVID. She goes to the grocery store, which I, apparently she does frequently. And there she is with a basket of wine and some toilet paper there. <laughs> Equal number, equal number of rolls of toilet paper and, and, and wine, which I, I love. But you know, this this is not a, a, a uh, this is not for 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 um, show. This she does this every week. Uh, I've seen her shopping in Berlin. I've seen her shopping for six pairs of identical black flats uh, at a department store because. Uh, she she figured out that that she had to dress a certain way to make what it, what she wore a non-story, and mm -hmm. so she always looks looks good. She has a closet full of uh, of, of uh, jewel tone jackets and black pants. So um, you know she's she's uh, extremely uh, streamlined and practical in her personal life for her. The idea that of Merkel on a yacht, for example, is a ridiculous idea. The idea of Merkel acquiring, you know, palaces and, and, you know, huge, uh, properties for her, that would just slow you down, uh, you know, uh, having to deal with all that and maintain all that, mm -hmm. you know, she just, uh, but she's, by the way, I don't want to give the impression that she's this ascetic uh, um, nun-like person. She really likes to have a good time. She's 
in, in the words of, of uh, 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 Phil Murphy, our current governor of New Jersey, who knows her well, uh, he was ambassador to, to uh, Germany, she's funny as hell. Um, I've, I've observed her, her um, uh, eye rolls when, when, when some man is mansplaining to her and it's pretty hilarious. She just, <laughs> um, uh, so she's, in other, what I'm trying to say, Amanda, is, is that, she's, that she's, she's not this boring person at all. She, is, um, she just lives by her own standards and, and it's paid off not only for her, but it's paid off for 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 Germany, which is is now in in a pretty good pretty good shape mm -hmm. relative to uh, to most of the world. You talked about um, Angela Merkel having some blind spots, and our audience member Howard Townsend asks, um, "What would you consider some her primary shortcomings to be?" Can you talk about either shortcomings sure. or blind spots, um, yeah. maybe in the context of foreign policy or domestic policy issue that she had to, to grapple with? Yeah, well, um, first of all, you know, I've alluded to the fact that, that, that she's, a, she's a, a very poor public speaker, um, which, you know, sometimes you need to rouse people to action. Um, and, and she's not much good at that. Um, she, um, she's, she hasn't really been able to, to bridge the continuing divide between East and West Germany. It's an incomplete uh, fusion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she, she is East German herself originally. And she, because she was so nimble in transforming herself, um, she expected everybody else to, to follow her example because East Germany was, was a failed state that just collapsed. Um, but a great many East Germans couldn't, didn't. And it wasn't just the economy stupid. It was mm -hmm. also that they wanted to be acknowledged the way, you know, we, we have our own citizens who feel as if they have been left behind and, and by globalization and, and were, were insufficiently acknowledged. Mm -hmm. uh, for for their pain and suffering, that's that's a problem in Germany. Much of the support for the far right comes from the east, and she was very slow to realize that those people needed more compassion, more acknowledgement. So that was um, a, a failure, and a, and a, and that same quality. Um, of that same blind spot was was evident during the, um, the the eurozone meltdown, the financial crisis, which which started in two thousand eight, and where where again um, Greece, for example, was in terrible dire straits, and she was preaching austerity at a time when when you know, Greek people were really hurting and and massive. Uh, uh, unemployment and you know garbage was piling up in, uh, in Athens beautiful squares and and she was then shocked when she finally went to Athens to see herself burnt in, in effigy and depicted with a Hitler mustache um, so so there is this kind of um, 
kind of a, an, an unattractive um, intolerance for people who who mm. who don't who are not as rational, let's say, as she is. She's a hyper rational person who um, who thinks very strategically and thinks several moves down the chessboard uh, and expects um, others to as well. She gave up on on uh, on Trump because she realized that he couldn't, that he wasn't a serious player. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore um, she, her, her focus in her last years became keeping Europe united. The EU became her vision. Um, and for her, um, the, the election of Trump was a personal blow because she so reveres this country. Uh, as I said, her heroes are, are among her heroes are, are Reagan and and uh, and Bush the elder, um, um, and and so for her, uh, she explained that that uh, to herself um, the, the election of Trump as a as as a um, an anomalous event that was the product of America's rather rather Byzantine electoral system. But I think what really upset her more recently was January 6th, because mm-hmm. given she's a historian, she, uh, she uh, in, uh, reads, reads enormous volumes of history for pleasure still, um, and is therefore very familiar with, uh, with the fact that the big lie is what brought Hitler to the Reichstag, the big lie being that it was the, the communists and the Jews who stabbed Germany in the back and, and caused its defeat in World War I. That catapulted Hitler to the chancellery. And now she's very worried that although Trump is, um, has been defeated, but this big lie has not. And um, so she worries about that. And um, that was one reason why one of the um, final deals that she pushed through when she was in the um, European um, uh, Council's presidency or rotating presidency was a deal with China um, leveling the, the, it was a trade deal, but it kind of leveled the the playing field between um, the EU and China. and and uh, the 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 new uh, Biden administration pleaded with her not to not to go ahead with that deal. Wait for us and let's do, let's negotiate together. Well, she didn't do that, which was a sign that she no longer sees the United States in quite the same position mm-hmm. as before, as the CEO of the West sitting at the head of the table. And for her. That's a that's a, a a harsh blow because America was was her north star and and it's it's um, I, I I don't think that um, that that she's turned anti-American because she I, I, one of her first trips will be I think to to America when mm-hmm. when she's finally free. <laughs> But finally free. Let me ask you this because we're running, we're down to the last minutes, and um, there's one excellent question in the in the chat that I want to ask, and that is, what do you expect Angela Merkel's role to be on the world stage after she steps down from from leadership in Germany? And I'll pair to that with one other question from the from the chat, which is, and will her successors be able to live up to her triumphs? So maybe if you could take those two briefly. Yes. And yes. Okay. So let me just time. let me just 
say absolutely not. Her successors will not be able to because because she is such a unique personality and she brought such a unique story to the role. I mean, you know, the 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 pastor's daughter coming from a, the communist state, you know, the, so the combination of, of, of the, the trained mind and, and the, the more, the sense of morality, which impelled her to, to um, this generous refugee policy, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the fact that this is a triple outsider, a woman, a scientist and from the East who, who uh, took on this male political culture uh, without it ever knowing, without ever drawing blood, because she, she, uh, she, she's a stealth politician. Uh, she works by indir- sideways. Uh, I don't, I don't see to, I don't see her, her successors uh, repeating her journey. Uh, it's not possible. Um, but uh, the, the, her, her successor um, ran as a kind of mini Merkel. And uh, and so I think Germany is in a is in a good place. Um, and as as quickly, I know we're out of time. As to her future, uh, she's not going to take another job after 16 years as Chancellor of Germany. What job could she possibly take? But I I she, nor will she be rushed because she's you know as you know from the book she always takes her time deciding things. But I think she will return after a good and well-deserved rest. She's free for the first time, 35 years under communist school, 16 years as chancellor. This will be her first taste of freedom. And I think she will, she will savor that. And then I predict that she will uh, return in, in, a, in some climate capacity because that is one of her unfinished uh, agenda items because she was, was uh, faced by so many crises. Oh. She didn't really fulfill that, um, which she feels deeply and personally committed to, which is climate change. Thank you so much. Liz, <laughs> I'll hand it over to you. There's so much more we could talk about, but um, thank Thanks you so both. much for your time and for this fascinating book. Thank well, you, Amanda. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I really appreciated all your, your wonderful questions and I, I wish we had another hour. <laughs> Thank you both. Uh, That was an excellent discussion. And especially given how incredibly difficult it was to gain access and get information about this uh, mystery of a woman and uh, really fascinating. So thank you so much. And I know our audience will really enjoy reading that book, but in any case, Thank you. And I just want to remind our audience to check out our website at dfwworld.org to view our complete lineup and also our COVID health and safety practices as we return to in-person events. And if you're not a member uh, of our council yet, please join us truly. I'd love to see you in person. I'd love to see you at our programs. Thank you, ladies, again, and uh, have a great evening, everyone. See you next time.